When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 141. This episode is brought to you by Pretty Nerdy Press. Did you know that kids appreciate good design too? You don't have to sacrifice style for kids' wall art that engages them in learning. Honestly, Pretty Nerdy Press has some of the most beautiful homeschool posters, educational posters that I've ever seen. And you can save 10% if you use the coupon code for one more when you go to 41more.com forward slash pretty nerdy. That's 41more.com forward slash pretty nerdy and use the coupon code for one more for 10% off your order. Welcome to episode 141. You're going to want to check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 141 because we're going to have links to everything that we bring up in today's episode over there in the show notes. And today we're doing another roundup with podcast episodes from the archives, which as I was thinking about this time of year, and a lot of us feel burnt out, we sometimes feel discouraged in our role as an educator. And we think, oh, I'm just not doing a good job. Things haven't worked. Um, Even if you felt like you've done an awesome job, it's a good time of year to be refreshed in your different roles. So next week, we're going to talk about your role as a mom and a homemaker, because when you're homeschooling, you still have all those other responsibilities. But today I wanted to narrow in on our role as educators. And I mean, this is natural right? As soon as our kids are born, we are their first educator. This is why it's so funny when parents are told by the system, hey, you're not qualified to teach your kids, but who taught them how to walk? Who taught them how to talk? Their first language. Like we taught them everything from the beginning. So you are the best educator for your child. It's the most natural way of learning ever. And so I want to give you some homeschool mom encouragement in your role as the, you know, primary educator in your home. And so I brought some some little clips here like we did last week just to bring up some really encouraging points that I hope will help you today and give you some ideas, some some new perspectives maybe that you haven't thought of. So as we go to each clip, I'll mention which episode they were in originally and you might want to check out the whole episode if you missed it back when it originally aired. But remember the show notes, you can find it all anytime at 41more.com forward slash 141. Back in episode 116, we were able to chat with Kathy Duffy. If you've been around the homeschooling world for any amount of time, I hope you found her site. It's kathyduffyreviews.com. I remember as a new homeschooler, just loving her site and her books as I made sense of, you know, there are so many options out there for you. It can be very overwhelming, especially when you're starting out knowing which curriculum am I supposed to choose? What's going to be a good fit for me, for my kids, for our situation? And so 
in this interview with Kathy back in 116, I hope you'll check out the whole interview. She talks about different learning styles and different uh, tools on her site to be able to narrow down based on your teaching style, your children's learning style, and your philosophy of education, and all these different things, your price point, you know, which curriculum would fit for you. But one especially good tip for this time of year to help encourage you is this next um part from our interview that I pulled out is when we chatted about burnout. Because here's the thing about burnout. If you are feeling extreme burnout in a, with a certain child, with a certain subject right about now in the homeschool year, it could be that you have the wrong curriculum, that you're trying to use something that really is not a good fit for you. So listen in as we chat about that, and then check out the rest of the episode and check out Kathy's site and realize you do have the freedom to make changes. Even if you spend a boatload of money on something, if it's not working, don't keep trying to use it. So here's that little bit of a chat we had with Kathy Duffy back in episode 116. Yeah. So I'm wondering if people that have like real burnout is they're trying to use something that's not fitting well with their goals or their learning styles. I mean, how do you hear from moms where they're burnt out and they're, you know, just struggling and they think they have to finish something just because they spent yes. money on it? Yes. <laughs> I, I had a friend a long time ago and she started out with a curriculum that I knew would not suit her. She was so creative and it was one of the... Um, you know, the booklet curricula, you know, yes. <laughs> the opposite of mm-hmm. who she was. And she told me, she says, you know, my daughter and I were just in tears at the end of every day. And I Ugh. changed her, but she would not because she, they bought this curriculum and she was going to get her money's worth out. Yes. Of it. I was like, oh, yes. and they didn't, they quit homeschooling. Oh, that was, no. I, yeah, like, oh no, this is, you know, yeah. like the worst choice. Yeah. So people do for whatever reason, feel like they're stuck in something, but, oh, you know, it's so much better to set it aside. And we've got free options out there now too. So Mm -hmm. you can jump off or jump off in one or two subjects. That's, Mm -hmm. I think, hard for people who are used to being told what to do and, you know, they get a box curriculum and Mm -hmm. the idea of, oh, well, maybe I could do something different for history. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, maybe I'll get in trouble. I don't know. They're kind of looking around. Who's going to, who's going to hold them accountable? But if you're struggling with something, you know, there's no sense you and your children being in misery over it. Yeah. How many other options out there now? Yep. Back in episode 102, we had Leanne Garfius join us. She's the author of Everything You Need to Know About Homeschooling, which is a huge comprehensive book with tons of practical tips and advice and solutions that I highly recommend you grab a copy for your uh, library shelves. But Leanne had so much good information to share, but I just pulled out one little tip because I know for a lot of us, the whole aspect of how do we deal with being with our kids all day, that can be a struggle. Even if you are an extrovert, I'm guessing that even that, even if you love people time, you know, being with your kids all day, we do need breaks. And I think sometimes we're afraid to say that as moms. It, we're not, we love our kids, we love being with them, but that doesn't mean we don't need breaks from them sometimes. Now, when you have toddlers and babies, obviously you have to keep your eye on them more. As your kids get older, you'll be able to set some solutions in place 
for making this homeschool lifestyle, which is what it is, right? It's not just school hours. It's 24-7 because we are with our kids all the time. And I absolutely love it. I wouldn't trade this lifestyle for anything, but... We do need some solutions because if we don't realize that we need breaks, that we need some time alone, we need our own hobbies, we need our own, our own things that we are doing, and our kids need breaks from us too, especially our kids who are also introverts and they need some alone time. It's okay to recognize that and some, to put some solutions in place. So this little clip I pulled out from my episode with Leanne addresses that issue and maybe it will help you as well which is making homeschool life easier because we all want to know, okay, so how do we make it easier? And I love what you said. It was basically like, look, this is your life. Like it's all encompassing. It's your lifestyle. Like there are things you can do though that will make it easier. And you had a lot of practical solutions in there. So I'm just going to ask you about a few of them. Maybe you can talk us through. Um, You know, I've heard this. You've probably heard this. A lot of people are like, I could never homeschool because I don't want to be with my kids all day. But what are some solutions there? I mean, we are with our kids all the time. So you do talk about dealing with that constant interaction. What do we do about that? I get away from my kids a lot (laughs) because I... I am an introvert. I can't stand having people around me 24 seven. Yeah. And it's a, re- that is a real problem with me, but we, I, from the beginning of my motherhood, from my parenting recognized, even with my newborn, I couldn't stand holding him all day, every day. So having a routine in my life helps me. Some people find that stifling, but for me, just knowing, okay, we're all together in the morning, we're going to do our schoolwork then, but in the afternoon, they are going to leave me alone. I'm going to go in my bedroom. I'm going to close the door. Everybody has quiet time for two hours. So everybody has to be in their own rooms You do what you want. Just don't leave the room and don't make a lot of noise. Yeah. So having these, these routines, these times, or even days, once your kids get a little bit older, it really helps to be able to just say, I'm going to the library by myself today, or I'm running the errands by myself today. Mm-hmm. Getting that time away, helping your husband know that, you know, you're overloaded with kids, having a good communication with him too, and say, I really need serious breaks from these kids Mm -hmm. really helps. Nikki Truesdell is the author of the book, Anyone Can Homeschool. And we had her on the podcast on episode 85. We talk through common challenges and then what the solution is for each one of those. So that was a really great episode. And I know you'll want to listen in on that. But one of the main challenges we talked about is feeling our kids are behind. What do we do about that feeling? What's the solution? And Nikki had some really great encouragement that I know will help you in your role as a homeschool mom. Your whole book is great. And I I would say it's especially written for people who are considering homeschool or just getting into it. I mean, I would have loved to read it 10 years ago. It would have spoken everything I needed to know. But, um, you know, I love the whole book. But when I got to your last chapter, that's where I really said, you know, this is great. This is what um, even even veteran homeschool moms need to hear these fears and objections because even if we've been doing it for 10 years, these fears come back, you know, to haunt us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to 
to focus in on the things you mentioned in the last chapter, which was common fears and objections. And so I'm going to mention one of a, one of them at a time, and then I'll just let you kind of explain what you mean and what you've seen in your experience. So this one is a common one that I've just heard a friend say to me this week. So it's so relevant. She felt behind. She was like, I'm failing my child. But you say there is no such thing as behind in homeschooling. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is you are not on someone else's timetable as a homeschool. And, and I even take into consideration states where there are different rules that you have to follow and reporting that you have to do. I understand different states have different regulations for homeschooling, but I still will say there's no such thing as behind. And as long as you follow their minimal rules, you are still in charge. Parents are in charge. And if your child doesn't do, let's say, multiplication in third grade, they're going to still learn it. If they don't learn to read in first grade, they're still going to learn to read. Um, you don't have to do biology in eighth grade if you need to wait until 10th or if you want to do it in fifth. So the reason I say that is because this public school system, and it's pretty standard all the way across the country, they have a scope and sequence and every kid does everything on the same schedule. And that is because they're managing thousands and thousands of children and they have to do it as efficiently as possible. And so why not have a plan and everybody check off the list? But if you're not in that system, you don't have to worry about that list. You still want to accomplish the same things, but you don't have to do it on their schedule. And so I have five kids. I've got uh, two boys and three girls. And Contrary to popular wisdom, my boys read early and my girls read late. And so um, I had two girls first. They both didn't start reading until, you know, eight or nine years old. So that would make you feel behind, wouldn't it? If you'd think, oh, no, I've messed up. And so luckily I had already been finding some wisdom from some other veteran homeschool moms who let me know it's okay. They will read, even though it's not, you know, when the school says they should. And so by the time my boys came along and they were wanting to read at four and five, it was very strange. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then my last girl was on the same schedule as her older sisters. Um, she's nine just this year. She started reading books on her own. And so it would make you feel behind. And it's, so hard when you are comparing or when other people look at your kids and want to compare them, but you have to be confident in knowing that you're not on the public school schedule and their schedule is for them. It's not for you. And their schedule isn't the only right way to do things. Mm -hmm. And so kids need, some kids need more time to grasp a concept and that's totally okay. In fact, that's a very good thing. Let them slow down. Let them take time to learn something. If they're slower in math than everything else, that doesn't mean they're failing a grade. That just means they need more time in math and that's all it is. But I guarantee you by the time they're 18 years old, they'll be reading and they'll know how to compute and they'll know how to talk and they'll, they'll know so many things, even if it wasn't on the checklist at the right time. 
I actually covered this topic of your homeschooler is not behind in episode 83, um, right before I talked to Nikki, because it was something that was coming up in my circles. And I knew if my friend had that nagging feeling, I bet a lot of you had it as well. So go ahead and listen in on episode 83, your homeschooler is not behind if you need a little more encouragement in that area. So I hope you've enjoyed this trip down memory lane with Kathy Duffy, Leanne Garfius, and Nikki Truesdell. Make sure you check out the entire episodes I had with them, and I will link to all of them in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 141. I hope you join us next time when we talk about encouragement for you in your role as a mom and a homemaker, because we do have those responsibilities as well. So take care. I hope you have an awesome day. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.